Last time on Cursebreaker. Just when it seemed everything was going according to plan, a brawl breaks out between the party and Frankie Fizzle. After a few chaotic moments of monkeys, shape-shifting, and a lot of grease, the fight came to a sobering conclusion as Snack used a wand to disintegrate their target. But it wasn't Frankie Fizzle. A conniving gnome named Jinx, Master Polymorpher, had taken his place while coordinating with Judge Tonberry. As punishment for his crime, the party cut him off from magic, permanently. Now that's what I call justice! You had all uh, brought Jinx to the guild house, and Jinx was that polymorphin gnome. At the guild house, uh, you got Margot Bingo involved, who got Benjamin Blank involved. You tattooed Jinx in a way that cut him off from using magic ever again. Uh, one thing we did not clear up, where is his tattoo? On his belly button. His belly button? Okay. <laughs> like one of those yeah. the rings around it. Yeah, yeah the okay. ring is around his perfect. belly button. That's perfect. Probably. Wait, is it an in or an Audi? Wrong. Roll for it. One is, is one is any. Okay. Uh, squid is Audi. Okay. <laughs> squid. Audi it is. He had to get tattooed on his Audi. If you have an Audi, we mm. love you still. Thanks yeah. for being, Thanks for listening. <laughs> We're inclusive to all belly buttons. Here. We are. Yeah. Uh, in addition to excommunicating uh, Jinx from his magic, uh, Bert was able also to force him to confess uh, the names of people who are involved with this racket. Uh, so you know for sure now, Judge Tonberry is at the very top of all of this. So I know we have a lot going on right now. Um, you know, Bert's trial, your Olympic Games, mm-hmm. Uli. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bert, I don't know how soon you can get us into that librarium, because I'd go right now. Mm, I think it's better if we go tomorrow. It's awfully late. We also also look like we've been out partying at the clubs till bar close and like yeah. our mascara is running down our faces. And yeah, just, Holly, like, <laughs> you've been carrying your shoes for like the last yeah. couple hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, what do you think might happen to me for casting magic? I don't have a stamp. Oh. Hold on. You sound different again. <clears throat> what do you mean? You sound back to your old self. I've been me the whole time. You guys need to drop it. I've been me the whole time. But you sound different. Yeah, you sound kind of like um, angry Uli. There's an ang- angry Uli? I'm just Uli. I've been Uli. God. Was this about your sister or something? Is she in the room still? No. I think uh, she just left. Yeah, she, she was sent out to go round up the animals that were loosed back at the bar so that right, you guys could right. yeah, get the survivors together. I would like to interrogate the animals and see what information we may gather. But you can't speak with these chameleons here. And Holly holds up both of the chameleons from their eating cookies at the cookie table together. Snack looks at both of them. Um, Normally, animals are actually quite eloquent uh, in their own languages, which you typically understand. Um, However, it seems something was lost in translation with these polymorphed creatures that used to be humans. When they look at you, most of the time they say something like, I... Or eat. I <laughs> look at one on the left and pull out some uh, crumbly bacon pieces. What is your name, creature? 
um, when you get it close, it uh, its tongue kind of hangs out of its mouth for a second, and then the little pink tongue just like lashes out towards your fingers mm. and snaps up a bacon chip. I pull it away. Your name, creature. Contested grapple. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it misses the chip and, and gives like kind of like turns its head fully so that it's one of its big eyes is focused on you. Um, it says name. Yes, your name. <laughs> is this how it usually goes, Snake? No, I think it is a very dumb lizard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of this. And Holly puts both of the chameleons in each one of her apron pockets. Or uh, her dress pockets. Snack as as she's kind of taking the chameleons away, and you hear, Holly. What? Holly. Hmm? Did you know someone named Holly before? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I'm the only Holly. I go in and try to reach and grab that lizard from her pocket. All right. Well, Snack's digging in your pockets. What do you um, do? Holly, like, covers it with her hand and tries to spin her hip away and, like... Kind of pushing with her foot. A Holly, little bit, it like, spoke to me. No, it said your down. name. Bad, bad boy. It said your name. Bad. Uh, like Do you little... not want to hear from your sister? Um, I... it knows your name, Holly. Unless it knows another Holly. Did your sister have a favorite Holly besides you? I don't think so. It talked to me. It told me it's. It told me Holly. It said your name. Really? Yes. Um, she like holds the chameleon up to her and gives it a little hug. I go up and try to give it a piece of bacon. <laughs> yeah, it, it like opens its mouth wide and just kind of like crunches its sidelong. Um, I point at Holly and I, in beast speech, Holly, and then I point at it, who? The chameleon looks back up at Holly and says, Holly. Mm, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I scamper off. That's probably it for this night. Next day. Next day on <laughs> Cursebreaker. <laughs> the next morning um, is seemingly without disaster so far. Holly is up at the crack of dawn making breakfast for everyone again and just cooking around the kitchen. She, um, You all get the impression she's really quiet this morning and that she just likes to stay busy. Snack is reliving, reliving the... Uh, disintegration wand moment and mm. is jumping on the couch and pointing it at things. <laughs> the actual disintegration wand. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Zap. <laughs> Tibio did not sleep. Not well. Tibio slept just enough to get all his spell slots back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and is not really pacing, but like wandering um, and is waiting for everyone else to get up because... He doesn't want to intrude on their sleep and their rest, but he's very restless. Mm-hmm. Oh, did everyone else uh, sleep like garbage last night? Yes, I slept very badly. I think that we should get started right away. We need to go see the judge, uh, Malporro, and tell him what is going on. We, we can't wait any longer. All right. Uh, if we head to librarium first. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. That's where I need to go. Something I got to do. We might be able to uh, get in with Marlboro, and then uh, we can hand up that fountain. I mean, is it just as easy as walking into this fountain? I just feel like something like this is probably more protected, right? Uh, well, we'll need, uh, we'll need to make a payment to get in, and uh, I guess it's not purely official, but uh, it's a little better if you're accompanied by a member of the librarian like me. How much is the payment? Kind of varies on how they're feeling. Uh, Snack, you've got all those uh, all those bars. It's best to maybe not let on how much money we got. 
So I should count them here, you say. Did we not count them yet? I can't remember. It was a very big number. <laughs> so moving those. Sell them? Um, I know a money changer that could help us. They're connected to the guild. Okay. I feel like I should lay low. So Snack is also maybe in hot water. He got the mark, but he did kill that bird. Uh, the bird was a trespasser, was it not? Was it? Did the bird have a stamp? I think no. <laughs> Well, you don't need a stamp to not get killed by people in the city, but it's uh, just one of those kind of unwritten rules, you know? Don't kill birds. Snack, what? if you see another raven, please don't kill it and please let me know. I see, Tibio. I'm not going to kill the bird. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. How about we just don't kill anything for a while? Reinvigorate the experience, yes. Yes, um, like you don't fish everything out of a lake. Right. You let things go. Tivio's getting into a skeleton, getting ready to go. Um, as you're all sort of uh, stacking your plates up on the counter and getting ready to leave, uh, you guys hear a, a sudden knock at the door, and it's frantic. It's the cops. Um, Holly goes to the door and opens it. As soon as you open the door, you see uh, Ilya standing there, and she is pulling a giant wagon <laughs> that is covered with a tarp. She says, what's the plan? What do you want me to do with these? Oh, shit. <laughs> basement oh oh no it's the animals that fire genasi is on my ass oh my god um yeah just uh unload them into my house i guess we can put them in your workroom okay she looks at the wagon and looks into your house and she goes okay it's your basement i'll start helping um she like lifts the tarp a little bit and she takes a cage with a monkey in it and just throws it to you Uli. okay let's uh fireman this down the stairs here yeah <laughs> you load a whole menagerie of animals into the basement uh monkeys macaws and a single chameleon no chameleon them. was we rescued released. that chameleon. oh yeah i mean is that one gonna stay out of cages forever yeah the chameleon can be out of the cage okay i only want to bring my sister chameleon with me okay we'll leave the other one here yeah yeah Okay. Uh, so yeah, now you got a ton of animals in the basement. Holly um, gives them all a little bit of leftover pancakes. Okay. Yeah, I think they appreciate that. They probably don't eat very well. <laughs> Did you lead the fire genasi here? Does he know? She shakes her head. No. Okay. No. No. I, I managed to lose him, but he's gonna figure it out sooner or later. That I'm the one who left with all these. So you need to get out of town. Uh, that's also gonna be complicated. And she shows you the uh, the stamp that she has on her arm. Ah, uh, right. Foolish. Taking a stamp that controls your power. Um, well, I can't help you. Sorry. Um, uh, she kind of throws up her eyebrows and like a, wow, like, thanks a lot kind of gesture. You can still see her hand, and then you see the tattoo on her hand flash a glint of blue. She's like, I just, I don't know what to, and she disappears. Shit. Oh, no. <sighs> She got called into the courts. If she was summoned by Judge Dunbarry, she may be in very big trouble. We need to see the other judge immediately. Um, before she leaves, Holly grabs a couple of vials that are empty um, from her workroom. She probably grabs, I don't know, like 10 vials. Enough for the animals because she wants her plan is to bring back water from the fountain. Mm. All right, let's have the <laughs> Let's go to the <laughs> We all just like stared at Tara as she did that. Um, where are we going? 
Let's go to town. Don't make me repeat myself. No. <laughs> librarian. The four L's. Let's go to the librarian. We make a pit stop at the money lenders on the way. Um, so actually, as you're going to leave Holly's place, um, Holly, you'd, you'd step back in just for a second. Um, you guys take another five minutes or so here as you gather up some things. As you're leaving, Ilya reappears. Oh. Holly, you're upstairs when it happens, but you just hear a thud. Those of you downstairs, you can see Ilya laying on the floor, motionless, with a trickle of blood racing away from her body. Um, Ugh. Ilya, and I drop, and I like pat. I don't. I don't know. Is she alive? Medicine check. Can't see it. None. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's dying. She's dying. Do something, please do something. I'll uh, heal up as I can. Is that healing word? Yep. And what's the healing word? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Oopsie doopsie. Oopsie doopsie. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, six HP. Okay. Not nothing. Um. You hear her kind of inhale and then choke on something, and then she kind of uh, just does a couple of rapid coughs like she was choking, and, you, and she spatters out a bit of blood on the floor. Um, but then she kind of like comes to herself and is staring at Uli. Are you are you okay? What um, I what happened? What do I do? She kind of like sits up and is just like holding her head. It's pounding. Your your what your head. Uh, she shows you this this uh, rapidly swelling wound that she's got on the back of her head. She said, "Pair of dwarves." The do- the dwarves that you your friends those yeah, ones they finally got me. Um, what did did they just hit you? Is this magical? What do, are you dying? Not anymore. I think. Wait, who do the dwarves work for? Tonberry. Oh no. I thought they were my allies, but they were there to watch me. So okay. they brought you into court and roughed you up? Yeah. Who summoned you? I think it was Tonberry. I only saw the dwarves. Were all the judges there? It was dark. I was, I was in the middle, you know what I mean? At the stand. You can't see anybody when you're at the stand. What did they say? They said to kill me. Oh, good. That's cool. Cool, yeah. Um, can, can, should we chop your hand off? I don't, like... The tattoo. That's why. That's why they're doing this, right? Right. Well, that's how they're doing it, yeah. I think if they sent her back, she's probably safe for now, but... Also, I'm barely keeping it together, so I'm just rolling surge checks. So, yeah, I think at this moment, Uli, he probably would just surge. Hopefully not for the worse. Yeah, let's... mm. Grease. Don't you dare cast grease on my house. <laughs> you only got a bunch of, of animals in the base. Never be able to get what? it out. Oh, <laughs> be in the upholstery. All the puffs. Um, an eye appears on your forehead for the next minute. During that time, you have advantage, advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on sight. Hmm. Oh. You're um, the crow now. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Willie, your mind is reeling, trying to think of ways that you can get to Tonberry or make this nightmare stop, knowing that the rest of your friends are kind of at the same risk being able to be summoned and uh, everybody can see your eyes like darting around the room just trying to think and you keep like holding your hands to your head and when you take them down there's another eye in the middle of your forehead that's also panically darting around the room ah! 
Uh, Can I that, make a perception check? That's new. Ah, uh, sure. With advantage. You have advantage. Yeah. <laughs> a natural twenty. There you go. Okay. Um, you can see that Ilya is deeply concerned for you, even though she was moments away from death. Uh, and you can see uh, out the window across the street on the eaves of a roof is a raven. Bird. There's a bird. In the house? Bird. No. Outside. Bird. I'm like rocking on the floor, like pulling out my hair because I'm stressed. Uli, where is your tankard? Uh, my room. Probably. I go grab the tankard and bring it to her. Bop, 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 bop. And then clack, 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 clack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tibio, you told me to tell you when there is a bird. Uli speaks of one. Uh, thank you, Snack. Yes. Yes, I, I got the message. I mm. appreciate it. You are welcome. Um, there's a bird outside staring at us. I will, I will go take care of this bird. If Ilya is okay, we must go. We must find Judge... Malporo and... Can we get someone to watch, Ilya? I just don't feel um, great leaving her alone. Do you think you'll be okay with just some water and some leftover pancakes for a little bit? If they think I'm dead, I don't think they're going to do this again. I want to stay hidden, but there's no hiding from them, you know? Yeah. Um, Wait, I've got it. I'm going to cast a non-detection spell on you, Ilya. That way they, I think they can't bring you back into court. I've never tried it before. Do you have that? Or did you just make that up? I did not make it up. <laughs> I read it in a book. <laughs> uh, on a normal day, magic's not really my thing, but uh, I'm for it. And uh, I owe you. Yeah, this costs about 25 gold, so ah, we'll call it even Steven. <laughs> you've, you've saved my life twice, and... Uh, I don't know, I just figured I should say that out loud. I figured you'd return the favor if you got the chance. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, magic me up. Hooba-dooba. Hooba-dooba. <laughs> Getting better. <laughs> What's the spell here? For the duration, you hide a target that you touch from divination magic. The target can be a willing creature, blah, blah, blah. The target can't be targeted by any divination magic or perceived through magical scrying sensors. Cool. Uh, what does that look like as it takes effect? I cast it and Ilya becomes kind of like blurry and unfocused for a moment. Mm -hmm. And then she returns to normal. She says, uh, I feel, I feel something. Whoa, who said that? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ilya, I have one more boon to give you. Oh? And I take out the wand. Have you used one of these before? Is that... If you point it at them like this, and I point it at... <laughs> no, 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 no! Yes. Tibio is very freaked out by that. She, she just kind of, like, wheels out of your way and, like, puts both of her hands up, and she's like, I saw that thing last night. Yes. <laughs> Why does he have that? We gotta teach you some wand discipline, my man. We don't know where he got it. You never point a loaded wand. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I am, I am giving this to you for today, for I cannot kill anyways. Should you find yourself in a courtroom? Um, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. All right. <laughs> all right. Hand it over. <laughs> she just kind of looks it up and down and, and then, like, points it out the window at something, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after that, like, after Tibio is made nervous by the wand, he just kind of, like, slinks outside to go across the street to yeah. see the raven. 
And uh, yeah, the raven kind of like cocks its head down at you. And for the first time, uh, Tibio, it uh, it says, "Ah!" And it uh, it flaps down Got close it. to you and says, "Tibio, you cannot make me come home. I will not make you come home, Tibio. I have a message for you." What is the message? It's uh, kind of rapidly cocking its head side to side and getting a better look at you uh, every second, and says. The time has come to be all female, to pass on the mantle of house female. The ancients have chose you, Tibio, to take up the charge. You must return home and speak to the ancients. I'm not ready. I haven't... You don't know that my parents are dead. They might be alive. It is the wish of your grandmother. And it cocks its head again. Okay. But I need some time. My work here is not done. You might take your time. And it flaps away. Uh, I walk back across the street. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tibio, you kill that bird? Uh, it is gone. It will not trouble us any longer. Good job, Tibio. <laughs> it's not dead. <laughs> but it is gone. Okay, sorry. It just occurred to me that Tim's going to have to do all French accents when we go to Tibia's land. Uh-huh. And I am very here for this. <laughs> the first podcast banned in France. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, on the way, I assume, to the librarium area. Um, the librarium area? Yes. Uh, you make a quick pit stop at the money changer uh, to offload all of this silver. And... Uh, there's a bit of shock at first when they ask you where you got so much dwarven silver. Don't worry about it, Danny Deep Pockets. We <laughs> got you covered. You know I'm always good. Yeah, yeah, you know I got you covered. That's why they call me Danny Deep Pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a money launderer? <laughs> money lenderer. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a gray area. <laughs> Holly, this is my money, though. It yeah. came out of my lamp. Is that true? Is this your horde, little dragon? Y- yes. Yes, indeed, it is mine. Well, that's impressive. You want to see Johnny... What's my name? Johnny Deepak. <laughs> Donnie. Danny. It's Donnie, isn't it? Or is you, it said Dan- you said Danny. Oh, Danny Deepak. Yeah, Danny Deepak. He's going to turn this silver into gold. How about that? <laughs> I am intrigued. Oh, my God. Watch uh, as it happens, little man. One bar, that's one stack. And he, like, shovels a bunch of gold <laughs> off the ledge. He goes, two bars, that's two stacks. Wow. And he says, now watch this. And he takes a whole bunch of bars and he just like dumps this bag of gold over the edge. <laughs> okay. Is he literally pouring gold onto the floor? He's pouring gold onto Snack. Snack uh, oh. climbs on top of it and stirs and nestles into the gold. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, okay, Snack, just start putting that in storage or your lamp or something. Can we get some gold bags for this? We need no such thing. I um, open the lamp and I'm just kind of like fumbling it out of my hands into the lamp. Uh, yeah, Jeannie pops out for a second and gives you a snow shovel. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Here, snack. Let me help you. And I. The weight is like counter. Yeah, I can't yeah. quite do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm shoveling, but I'm also taking a little bit because I know that if snack has all of the gold, we'll never get it back. So. Yeah, uh, of course you know. Uh, gotta be a little sum for uh, Danny Deep Pockets. Yeah, Danny. Um, you can have one percent. All right. Let's see, one percent times uh times five. You know, because I got kids. So it's 5%. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. This is the biggest changeover you're going to do this year. 
1% is plenty. This is true. However. You want my business to keep coming back here. All right, 1%. All right. 1% of 10,000. What is that? Like 5,000? I'm bad at math. <laughs> it's 1,000. Nope. Still wrong. <laughs> what? That's 10%. It's 100. 100 gold. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Danny. I hate this, Holly. Why did we do this? 100 gold to this useless creature. Because we can't use silver, silver bars to pay for everything. Mm. People won't take it in town. Trust me, gold is much more transferable. Yeah, the gold is more. more is better. The gold is more liquid, Snack. Do you understand that? I stare at it closely and bite on it, and it's still hard. It hurts. <laughs> How much did I snag? Uh, probably like 30. Cool. With your grubby mitts. Grubby. You're a thief. Does she get roll not. a sleight of hand for that? Roll for grubbiness. That's a good idea. Roll contested perception snack. <laughs> Anyone want to guess what I just rolled? A natural one. one. It was a natural one. Okay. <laughs> Uli notices there's a hole in her pocket, and every now and then she's dripping a gold coin out of her pants. It's just... <laughs> Uli. <clears throat> I, what? How do those get there? I need to patch these. Yes, again. you do. Um, Uli, I made a commitment earlier today. I don't know if you recall. Um, I cannot kill anyone all day. Yes, I'm aware. However, it was a one-day commitment. <laughs> Uli. Oh <God>. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you threatening me, little man? I am not threatening you. I'm stating facts. And the facts are, you did not have this gold before. I recall us finding the silver together. Mm-hmm. And I was just taking it to buy you a present. I just don't have any money. Um, Uli, while you're kind of interacting with Snack here, you see the tattoo on the back of his hand mm-hmm. briefly shine the same way that Ilias just did. I grab his hand. Okay. And hold on. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, you hold that. You just you're just holding Snack's hand now, and Snack's just kind of standing <laughs> in the road. Uh, um, I'm sorry. This isn't the present, right? No. <laughs> okay. But uh, just bear with me. Suddenly, you feel Snack just rocket towards the sky, and it like jerks your arm so hard it feels like it's going to dislocate, and <laughs> Snack just kind of goes into like cartwheel mode and starts like flipping around. In the sky? You're, like, st- you're still, like, holding on to him. Uh, I need you to make a, uh, a strength check to hold on to Snack. Please don't roll a one. 18. Nice. Okay. Yeah, you hold fast to Snack. And Snack, you can feel like something is trying to tug at you in a different direction each time. And it's pulling so hard. Like, you're caught in a river that keeps changing direction. And it's just taking control of your body. And then eventually you just kind of, like, fall back to the ground. Hmm. Um, are you okay? Did anyone else see that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he was trying to get summoned, but you held on to him? Yeah. I, uh, I think I stopped him from getting yoinked. I've never seen that happen before. Usually, they just disappear. I mean, I'm kind of a rare breed. Mm. <laughs> That's a heck of a loophole. Do you want to just, like, tie yourself to my bag? <laughs> I've done it before. We could just keep holding hands, Uli. That seemed to work okay. Yeah. <laughs> Totally not weird. Okay, Snack. We'll hold hands. Plus, I want to know where your hands are, um, given earlier today. Thank you for saving my life, though. You're welcome. I'll pay you 30 gold for this service you gave me. Thank you. (laughs) I'll keep the 30 gold. Okay, can we get going now? Yeah. Everybody grab a buddy. 
I got I got mine, and I awkwardly shake his arm around. <laughs> Holly like steps off ahead of everybody. Uh, so, Bert, the best way for you to get there, being that your your kind of dominion is really the Tower of Knowledge and mm-hmm. not the Tower of Magic, the best path for you is actually to go up to the 21st floor of the Tower of Knowledge and then summon a bridge to go straight across to the Font of Magic on the 21st floor. Naturally. <laughs> um, you all uh, move across the floating bridges to get you to the giant, uh, almost cubic towers, um, stepping over the same uh, little six-inch gap before you step into these floating towers. Yeah, this time Tibio says, Oh, everyone, mind the gap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys um, use a bridge to begin your ascent uh, through the the Tower of Knowledge. Um, Bert, it's probably hard for you to hold back all of your excitement for this place and all the things you want to tell people. Here we go, here we go. (laughs) And uh, you're just, you're flying by uh, all around you in these kind of... um, uh, like concentric squares going up levels are these uh, enormous racks of books uh, that seem to uh, split off into hallways of endless books in every direction. Uh, nothing here is a magic tome. This is all just history of the world. This is collected knowledge of all cultures. Ah, breathe it in. Isn't it great? When this is all over, I can take you all on a tour of Bert's 50 favorite book wings. <laughs> Number 43 may surprise you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How long has it been since we left, do you think? Mm, Maybe 20 minutes since you left Holly's place. I have an emotion in the chamber. Oh, okay. So. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Lock and load (laughs) Um, As you step off this floating bridge that's uh, bringing you up 20 or so floors, Bert stepping onto the bridge directly across from you um, is a a familiar face and a pleasant sight. Uh, This is uh, a mentor of yours, a contact, a a magister within the librarium. And uh, he says, Bert? Uh, Sid, it's you. Bert, oh my God. And he like comes up close to you and uh, he immediately kind of like gets right in your ear. Uh, You can all just barely hear him as they're talking. He says, Bert. I saw your name on the court docket. I thought, I thought I'd never see you again. Listen, man, this is not good. I don't know everything, but Malboro said your goose is cooked. Uh, I, well, I am in a spot of trouble, but uh, you know, things are looking up for us. Things are looking up for me. I think. Did you say you uh, are you talking to Marlboro again? I mean, yeah, as much as I can, but you know, he's kind of constantly surrounded by his uh, nasty little entourage. Will you tell Marlborough that we got some evidence that's going to clear my friend Bert here? I suggest you bring that to Bert's court case. Oh, we will. Do you know where the judge is right now? We need to see him. I don't know where they are right now. And he, like, looks around uh, and kind of, like, looks down the 20 or so floors beneath you. Um, I haven't seen him for a little while, but I know they were in the uh, in court this morning for sure. I mean, a little while ago. Yeah, we might have known some people in there. Um, well, anytime we can, you can get us in to see Marlboro um, before Sunday, you know, the sooner the better. We could really use... By, by the way, I should introduce you, uh, Uli, Mr. Snack, Holly, Tibio. Hello. It's a hey. nice bunch you got here, Bert. Uh, you uh, out collecting stories again? Yeah, that's right. Uh 
You know, I never thought I'd be kind of at the center of this one, though. Yeah, it's uh, it can be a wild ride sometimes. But uh, I think they're going to find out that putting me at the center of the story was one of the stupidest things they could have done. He just kind of smiles big, and he's like, all right, I'm worried a little less. Yeah. Listen, I can get you a meeting with Malboro, but only one of you. And it's got to be brief. Hmm. Well, I guess it should be me. I mean... He kind of, like, nods and shrugs at the rest of the group. I can't even have my counsel, Tibio. Yes, I am his lawyer. I'm afraid not. We're going to have to play this pretty stealth. All right, fair enough. All right. You can expect it late tonight. I'll have him summon you. All right. Thank you so much, Sid. And hey, there's, uh, there's one other thing I was hoping I could ask you for a favor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you or one of the other scribes could do this, but we could use a list of everyone in town who has died or gone missing over the last month or so. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah, makes sense, but I'm kind of back to feeling like your goose is cooked. How many did he got you on trial for? <laughs> well, just the one, but uh, all of those people may not be as dead or missing as we think. That is good news, then. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can get you a list of missing persons or something yes. like that. Yes, we have many of them in our basement. <laughs> Bert. He's like the jester of the group, you know? I, right. That's well, a really cool title, Snack. I'll, I'll get you the meeting. I'll get you your list, and, and I support you, Bert. But uh, for now, you know, I didn't see you. You didn't see me. Got it, buddy. Thank you so much, Sid. And uh, he takes a step off the bridge into open air. Uh, looking like he's going to plummet. And then another bridge just like immediately comes up to meet him and he takes it down. Cool. <laughs> this town is a lot shadier than I expected. Yeah, there's still some good guys like him, though. Welcome to politics. Ugh. Uh, you now stand on the threshold of the Tower of Knowledge on the outside on this little balcony. And there's no bridge that leads across this place. There's this open expanse of maybe 100 feet or so. All right, uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> just kidding, I'll go. <laughs> and, uh, Bert, you do the same thing where you just kind of, like, put one foot over the open air, and then this thing moves at an uncanny speed up to the 21st floor. And uh, before you could even have a chance to plummet, uh, the bridge softly meets you where you need it to be. See, no problem. It's a little eerie uh, moving across this thing, being supported by nothing at high winds 21 floors up. Uh, how do you all handle that experience? I'm uh, whistling. Um, Holly's probably pretty just like eye on the prize. She's so close to the fountain right now that she's not really worried about the bridge. Mm -hmm. Snack is holding his uh, cape out with his arms and running fast. And then comes back and then runs again. <laughs> when he gets out of the group. The bridge isn't like see-through or anything, right? No, it's, it's just like, like a stone bridge. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I want to say in a previous episode, I established... That Huli. <laughs> I think I established that Uli is now afraid of heights. Okay. Also, it's a lot of faith to put in magic, and I don't do that. Yeah. So I am probably as flat as possible. Just crawling across the ridge? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tibio has um, twisted the skeleton to be on all fours for more stability. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is sitting in the skeleton that is crawling across the Just like crab bridge. walking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're about halfway across the bridge. And uh, I need everyone to make a perception check. Me, a natural one. Twelve. Eighteen. Oh fuck yeah, nat twenty. Nice. 
I too got a 12. Okay. Uh, so, Tibio, um, Snack is on his way back, charging across the bridge, uh, holding his cape up, and you can see with his hand extended that it flashes that blue glow again. Uh, Snack is going to be summoned. Someone stop! Stop him! Who's closest? Uh, you're all pretty close together, actually. Uh, Dogpile. Okay. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and make a grapple attempt on Snack. My skeleton also reaches out a hand. Yeah, go ahead and make a, a grapple attempt as well. Holly kind of turns around and is like, what's going on? <laughs> 19. <laughs> 12. Uh, so, yeah, Uli managed to uh, kind of snatch Snack out of the milk. air um, <laughs> as he goes like... More milk. <laughs> as he goes uh, cartwheeling off again. Snack, this time... Uh, Uli wasn't holding you when it happened, but it felt like somebody grabbed you by the back of the neck and just whipped you up into the sky. But uh, Uli like grabs you by the tail uh, as you're heading up and just pulls you down like a freed balloon. Ah. <laughs> and I sit on him and I say, 30 more gold, please. And uh, as Uli's sitting on him on the ground, every now and then Uli does like a little like hop jump. This is not where I wanted to be doing this. We're so high up. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they're just gonna keep trying on you, aren't they, Snake? I don't like this at all. Um, you wait a couple minutes, and uh, the attempts uh, halt again. Are we just gonna keep holding on to him forever? Rock rope? I could tether you to me. Uh, Snake pulls out the rope and ties it around himself, and hands Uli the other end. Okay. Oh no. So now Snack has a leash. Oh, all right. Backpack. If you go in your lamp. Maybe they can't summon you there. Yes, but I need to make sure that Jeannie gets the Jeannie gets the fountain. Is that why we're here? Why does Jeannie need yes. to go to the fountain? Um, did I not <laughs> did I not say um? Uh, is anyone nearby us? No, it's just you guys out here on the bridge. Jeannie seeks this fountain, and it will make him more powerful and able to deal with curses better, right? Okay. I mean, that's the idea. We all saw how he couldn't quite handle Emery's curse, so I'm. I mean, I was a little skeptical at first, but I'm I'm hoping this fountain can do the trick. And Jeannie seems to be benevolent? At least under the power of snack. Or the other way around. Um, your conversation is interrupted by a door opening from uh, the Tower of Magic as somebody steps out and is now privy to your conversation, if you keep speaking. <clears throat> All Let's... I'm saying is that we should just talk to each other more. Communicate. That's how this works. Yes, and uh, we are all good friends, and this tour has been very good for our friendship. Okay, yes. Bert, can you finish up and show us the Tower of Magic now? Yes, let's continue to walk in this direction. <laughs> um, Bert, you turn to lead the group, and walking towards you across the bridge is Judge Flan. Oh, come on! <laughs> All right, uh, I'm just going to keep walking and not make eye contact. Okay. You hear, good morning. 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 As she passes by. Morning. Um, I instinctively grab Snack's hand again. Any of you who are daring to watch her as she passes, uh, she kind of like turns her head to keep an eye on your group, and you can see her smirking as she walks away and uh, leaves through the Tower of Knowledge. Yikes. There it was Judge Flynn. That was Judge Flynn? Yeah. She has bad news. Do you think she is trying to summon Snack? Probably. Wouldn't surprise me. You guys uh, finally step into the chamber and uh, that, that kind of controls access to the font of magic. The only light in this room is coming from some, uh, some blue flame sconces that are on the wall. Uh, it might just be for dramatic effect. Uh, you can also see some light coming from underneath the crack of these tall double doors at the end of the chamber. 
uh, there are a few law mages that stand guard in front of the door. And then there's a small uh, protected kiosk uh, kind of built into the wall uh, where a attendant takes payment uh, to grant access into the, the fountain itself. All right. Uh, everyone, just be cool. We're normal, everyday citizens just uh, trying to up our magic game. Can they hear you saying this? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> you guys kind of catch the end of a conversation uh, between two of the law mages and... Uh, it was they are saying something about how strange it is that Judge Flan is in so early today. Ah, um, uh, hello, folks. Um, we are here to y- see the fountain. Uh, the guards kind of shut up and uh, stare straight forward and try to look a little more professional. The attendant in the kiosk sticks their head out a little bit uh, from this little window that they can speak through. Very well, step forward. Holly yes. steps forward. Uh, who's to use the fountain today? Holly Hyacinth. I s- s- snack. Snack as well. Very well. Uh, only the two of you will be permitted in. Your cohorts will have to wait out here. Um, they all need to use the fountain, too. Um, Understood. Each of them will need to pay. That's fine. Very good. I need to measure you for magical capacity. How much is the payment today? We'll find out. One by one, please. I need you to line up. Okay. And uh, she takes out this little uh, diagnostic tool that kind of looks like a tire pressure checker. Uh, it's like a wand with a little wand that comes out of it. <laughs> Sick. And um, she, like, points it at Snack. And uh, have you used any spells today at all? I have not. Okay. So the wand, like, barely extends. Hmm. Mm, not much to fill up on. It's important we are learning to read books. And Bert wanted me to be magic. Ready. Okay. Five gold, please. Uh, I turn the lamp upside down <laughs> and pour all the gold out. All of okay. it? No. Yeah, uh, they see it kind of like scatter all over the floor. And then uh, they kind of like watch one coin just like roll away. Uh, and just kind of keeping, keeping an eye on it. And they say, yes, five gold. Um, Wait, I, I just, is there a bathroom on this floor? I really need to use the bathroom. Bathrooms are on the 12th. Holly uh, picks up five gold from the floor because she's standing next to Snack and then gives it to the attendant. Next. Sorry about the mess. <laughs> you next. can do me next. Points the wand and no magic today? Yeah. Okay. Uh, same thing as Snack. Mm, very well. Five gold. There's another five gold. Next. I guess I'm... Uh, I wasn't planning on it, but here. Oh. Um, do you have a mark or no? Which one? I'm covered in tattoos. A mark for Childry. Oh, I guess not. I'm afraid I can't permit you. That's fine. I don't need it anyway. She's just in visiting for the day. You know how it is. But Bert, she's got... I'm tied up to her. Next. Uh, uh, yes, hello. Have you used magic today? Yeah, and I wish I had right. used more before I <laughs> realized we were... Getting all her spell slots yeah. back. <laughs> um, she extends the wand at you, and uh, it, it comes out significantly more than before um, and changes color <laughs> a little right. bit. And uh, <laughs> she says, I chose the wrong tool for this. <laughs> <laughs> she says, uh, 175 gold, please. Whew. All right. And next. Um, I offer to take the rock rope from Uli. 
and hold on to it. That, yep, that, here you go. Um, and then I step forward. Okay. Yeah, the wand, like, kind of in the middle, and she says, ten gold, please. Hand over ten gold. <laughs> from the pile. Yeah. Not from my own pocket. <laughs> I help scoop the rest back. I have, I have a question. Is there anything preventing us from using spells when we go inside? Uh, there's a sign in there that says no magic. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> no I mean, it's not preventing I just you. <laughs> should have metagamed this better, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm. I might go find the bathroom while you guys are doing this. Okay. And uh, I leave. We'll meet you on the twelfth floor. Yep. You, the four of you, step into um, these these tall white double doors. It's sort of blinding, actually, uh, when they open up. Um, Inside is this circular chamber that takes up the next six floors vertically. Um, in the center of it is this round stone fountain uh, that looks like it has water pouring into it or shooting out of it, but you can't quite tell. Uh, this this slow-moving water-like liquid has some kind of opalescent colors to it. It's, it's sort of a, a static glob of water that has these fractal line patterns all throughout it. Um, it's, it's kind of mesmerizing to just sit there and stare at it. A, uh, little drawing on a sign, uh, shows you that you just need to kind of cup your hands and, and place them into the fountain. And, uh, that should do you upright. Are there any signs that say, like, don't fill vials or anything like that around? No, there's just one sign in there and it just says no magic. And it's got like a little picture of like a person dying from lightning bolts. <laughs> ball like, like a, his yeah, ball's ball lightning. lightning. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is going to work, but I have these vials. Hopefully I can bring this back to the animals. I know almost nothing about this fountain. Um, and she takes Ivy out of her pocket and um, she gives her a little like pet just on her forehead between her eyes and then says, all right, best wishes, little one. And she um, puts her on the edge of the fountain so she can like take a drink from yeah. the fountain. Um, Henri kind of like, delicately like puts their head closer and closer to the this upward moving stream and then like opens their mouth and like sticks their tongue in it for a second and uh their tongue kind of rapidly changes colors when it does and then pulls it back and then they kind of open and close their mouth a few times and then they look back up at you maybe we just put your put your whole body in (laughs) it uh kind of like puts one foot forward and then another and like the front of its body is kind of like lifted off the ground by the upward force of this thing it just kind of like lets go of its back legs and it's just sort of lifted and it's slowly hovering and um it sort of is moving farther into the fountain and becoming kind of a a more obscured and sort of warbled shadow oh oh don't go that far um holly tries to reach out and um scoop them back closer to her when you when you put your hand in the fountain holly you can feel this sort of uh, this thrill of magical energy um, just kind of vibrate through your body. Um, it, it's almost like looking for a home within you. Um, can I reach the chameleon? Yeah, you can reach her. Okay. You can feel her, yeah. I'm going to kind of hold on to her so she doesn't go any further. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she doesn't know what to do, so she's just going to like make a wish and try mm-hmm. to like be like, Ivy, if you're in there, come back, come back come back and she just is like trying to will i like she's like trying to imagine ivy in her mind's eye and um holding on to her chameleon when you start making these wishes out loud 
you can all see these these lines and patterns kind of form between Holly and the water. It seems to be reacting to what she's saying and what she's wishing. Um, you can see the form of the chameleon sort of warble, and for a second, you can see a shadow of a face. It looks kind of like Holly, but nothing really changes. You're just getting these figments. Um, Holly like gets frustrated and pulls um, Henri out of the water and takes a step back from the fountain for a second. I don't. It's not working. I don't think that's what this fountain is for. I'm sorry, Holly. Snack takes out his lamp and uh, hits it uh, upside down on a ledge. Genie, genie, we are here. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, gods, yes. Is this it, Snack? Yes, this is the fountain. Oh, can I come out now? Of course. Hey, leave some for the rest of us, though, Genie. <laughs> um, more forcefully than ever before, like a gun going off, Genie bursts out of the lamp. He's wearing a, a three-piece tailored suit, uh, and he's got his hair combed over all nice. And he says, Snack, I, I can't thank you enough for bringing me here. You have no idea what this means for the both of us. I don't know what it means. You are right. <laughs> I'm happy for you, Genie. Oh, Snack, it's so close. And he, like, stares at this, this pillar of light. He says, are you ready? I think so. Uh, do you think maybe Tibio and I should go first? I know you're excited, Mr. Genie. Um... Back outside, uh, Uli, as you're uh, trying to figure out how these bridges work, how you summon them up and get around where you need to, you're just kind of like staring over the edge and you like put a hand up and you're like, come on. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I carefully put a foot out mm-hmm. and then put it back. The stone bridge uh, kind of like rapidly approaches and you hear this rush, this whoosh of open air as it shows up. On the bridge, again, is Judge Flan. Great. There are two other figures next to her. What do they look like? Are they dwarves? No. Uh, one is an older man. If you've ever seen just an angry face. <laughs> I have. This is an angry face. Okay. His whole body is just one big angry face. <laughs> There's uh, another uh, portly man that is kind of standing sort of behind those two uh, with his hands folded together staring at the ground. Behind them, a small troop of six uh, dressed magisters. Cool. The central figure, Judge Tonberry, smirks at you. What, um, what do these bridges look like? Uh, they're made of stone. Are they just regular bridges, but they're moved with magic? Yes. Kill them, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like on the ground as you were like summoning this thing with your foot out. Mm. Um, so he just smirks at you, and then this whole troop of people just kind of like walk past you and say nothing past me yeah into the room cool um message am i within 120 feet of my friends yep i will message to uh tibio okay and say tips they're uh the whole the whole bad gang is coming i can respond uh yeah you can whisper back i'm they're all they're literally all of them are here Got it. I'll warn the others. Okay. When Tibio responds to the message spell within the chamber, uh, that fountain kind of like shrivels down to this intense little purple beam, and everything Tibio says is just echoed in a booming voice throughout this chamber. Oh. Uh, sign says he can't use magic. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Uli messaged me. She said that all of the judges and them, uh, they're coming here. Jeannie like chases down the little flickering fountain flame and says, no, no, no. No, no! Hurry, Genie. 
We do not have much time. Very well. And he, like, just, like, opens his arms wide out to either side, and he just opens his mouth wider and wider and just starts inhaling, and you can all feel the rush of air in this chamber as this entire stream, it kind of bursts back to its full height, and then it arcs downwards towards Genie, going straight into his mouth. If you've ever seen the lightning weapon in the Raiden arcade game, this is just <laughs> beaming into his mouth. Um, and you can see it, like, arcing all over the place, and he's just getting larger and larger and more muscular. At the same time, Snack is getting larger and larger and more muscular. Yes. Snack, you can feel it in your bones. You can see these larger scales that are starting to press their way out of your skin. You can feel your jaw like taking this heavy shape as your teeth grow sharper and larger. Mm. I loosen my loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's your first reaction. Yes, um, so I, I starting off scampering around on all fours, and then I, I kind of um, stop and then look at my hands and stand up tall and straight. And uh, at this point, Snack is scarcely shorter than the rest of the humans. Snack is about five feet tall. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a growth spurt. I'm two foot one inches before. Yeah, so he's doubled in height. Um. <laughs> Tibio has, is sitting on the floor now. With this, The skeleton is sitting on the floor. Tibio is sitting on the skeleton and is just in shock. Just watching Snack grow and grow and just watching as he goes up and up. And uh, uh, Genie looks down at you, Snack, and uh, he, like, makes, like, locked eye contact with you. At this point, his face is, like, taking up half the room, and he's staring down at you, and then his face just turns into, like, a dragon head, and he, like, breathes fire straight up into the air, and he says, Yes, Master Snack! Yes, Genie. I, um, am very tempted. I'm about to cast Eldritch Blast and then look at the sign and then stop. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, puts a, a finger up to his lips. And then he says, Snack, I need a little more. And he turns back to the fountain and he keeps absorbing and he's getting taller and taller. And now he's going about three stories up into this room. And you can see his face becoming unlike Genie. Hmm. It starts to twist into this ferocious... He looks like he wants to destroy the room that you're in. Snack, Snack, you have to Wonderful. stop. Wonderful, he is we're, powerful. We're running out of time, Snack. This is not good. Snack, I think, I think you got enough juice. Plus, we got to get out of here. Genie, we must stop. Master Snack. That is enough. Genie, our friends are in danger and we have enemies approaching. He uh, takes a step out of the fountain. And uh, if Genie could sweat, he is sweating magic. He's just glistening shirtless as he steps out of the fountain. And uh, you can see this, like, steam kind of wicking off of his body. And he says, Snack, we are powerful. I give a knowing nod and look around uh, nervously. Um, it kind of setting in that I am now a larger creature. <laughs> snack, Snack, I, I need the genie to grant my wish. You owe me this. I do, Holly. We need to do it now before the trial. Fine, genie. I have a wish. Hmm? But Snack, make sure you have to ask for all of the animals. Yes, Genie, the animals that were once people. We want them to be people yet again. Can you do this? I can do this, Snack, yes. But I'll need to see them, of course. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got one right here. Ah, poor 
creature. Let me free you from this. And uh, Jeannie uh, gets down close to you, Holly, and extends a big muscular hand and says, May I? Of course. Holly um, offers up the chameleon. Jeannie has the chameleon in both hands, uh, sets it on the ground, and then hovers his hands above it. And he says, You are free! And you can see the chameleon start to kind of warble and, and shift. And uh, you can, like, see the beginnings of... Uh, what color hair does Ivy have? Um, Probably just blonde. Yeah, okay. You yeah. can see the beginnings of, like, blonde hair start to come out of Henri's head. And the door explodes open. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tim, your DM and your genie. I'm Hannah, playing Holly Hyacinth. I'm Thomas. I play Engelbert F.F. Wisherspoon. I'm Tara, and I play Tibio Femur. I'm John. I play Snack the Cobalt. And I'm Maggie, playing Uli. Uli.